bring a year that was different from all others. For geeks, healthy, John John, B. James, and Rico were brought together to take on a common enemy. Boredom, that year, the Geeking Outside the Box podcast was formed to tackle all things geek and, of course, ignorance. Ladies and gentlemen, the Geeking Outside the Box podcast. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Geeking Outside the Box podcast, episode 39. I am your host, LB, and it's going to be very different this episode because I couldn't depend on the jigs. Responsibility. The gentleman that you all know and love so much, B. James, John John and Rico. Surprise, motherfucker. They sold out for fried chicken. Mmm, mmm, love that chicken. So... Because of that, they didn't do what they needed to do. Um, we had a lot of scheduling conflicts this week, and they were going to record without me. And then I woke up this morning and realized I had to pull a Thanos. Fine. I'll do it myself. So no B. James. What? No Rico. Hard R's and big city and no John John. What is what is what did this just become? But it's okay. Cause you know what? Uncle LB loves you all. So I'm gonna pull a full Emperor Palpatine. Execute order sixty-six. And treat this like my real chance to show the people out there that this podcast can and will sell out one day. So we just got a really quick episode, uh, and it's pretty apropos because this was a really great week for me because we had a whole weekend of wrestling hey, yo. and the new Spider-Man trailer finally dropped. Fuck Spider-Man. So when the guys come back and we record later this week, we'll touch on what if, we'll have quick hitters, we'll do all the stuff you all love and, and look for. But first, we got to start it off with what really kicked off the weekend in terms of Twitter melting down. And that was really here in Chicago when this music hit. That's right, after seven long years, CM Punk returned to professional wrestling. He debuted at the United Center for All Elite Wrestling, AEW's uh, new Friday night show, Rampage. We haven't seen him since he left WWE. I think he's in the middle of a feud of like Kane. It was like the gross Kane too, where he was wearing like business slacks and didn't have his mask on so cm punk came back um man watching that and the reaction i'm sure people have seen it if you're listening to this podcast more than likely there's a good chance you're a wrestling fan already 
So you probably heard the, the news, saw the clips online. It was trending number one on Twitter like many hours after the show went off the air, right? And he came out at the beginning of the show just to show how popular it was. So they had a whole thing where he wasn't even on the screen for about 40 plus minutes and it was still trending number one. Even during WWE SummerSlam, which I will spend a couple minutes talking about, he was actually trending and coming up there as well. The reaction he got from the United Center fans in Chicago was like, it's just adrenaline pumping. It gets you so excited. Easily one of the five best wrestling moments I've ever witnessed uh, and watched on television. Oh, man, I wasn't that prepared for this, but the moments I can think of that come to mind for me is uh, this, I would say when they did the invasion angle and it was the night, I think it was the SmackDown before the pay-per-view and all the WCW and ECW dudes was like beating the shit out of everybody at the WWF. And then Austin was kind of being a bad guy. So they didn't know if he was going to show up and help. And then when he pulled up in that parking lot, and from the time he got out of his truck, just whooped people's ass all the way till he got to the arena. That was like one of the most iconic things I've ever seen. So I think that I think about uh, Vince being the higher power with the it was me, Austin. It was me all along like that kind of stuff. Um, man, the rock and uh, mankind. This is your life segment where the rock was just treating everybody. Uh, told girl, told the home ec teacher, "Won't you pancake your ass on out of here?" Like all of that was great. So those are some of my favorite moments. I'm sure if I sat and thought about it, I can find something a lot better than that. But those are the moments that come to mind. Uh, feel free to hit us up on Twitter with some of your favorite wrestling moments and where to see them punk on ranks for you. Hit us up at, on Twitter at geekingotb at geekingotb. Um. Also, this weekend we had WWE SummerSlam um, from Las Vegas. They had around 50,000 people. So you know what that means. COVID was running amok. But really great. Uh, really good show, actually. I don't want to say great. Great's too strong. Um, a lot of stuff hap- happened that was kind of predictable. And it was just there. It's never the fault of the talent, I think. WWE still has some of the best wrestlers and performers in the world. Um, just some of the storyline stuff, you know, doesn't inspire a lot. Um, we had Becky Lynch return, which created a whole shitstorm because Becky Lynch came back and immediately had Bianca Belair just job out, which means lose really quickly like a bum and drop her title which is a head scratching decision unless Becky's going to become a heel on Friday Night Smackdown which we can find out later Uh, they had old ass Goldberg out there fighting Bobby Lashley I didn't really like that because Bobby beat the shit out of Kofi for like 8 straight minutes yet old ass Goldberg is out here flexing and hanging with Bobby Lashley and if anyone's never seen Bobby Lashley I encourage you to Google the man. He's the definition of, you know what? I need a pistol because I ain't never throwing hands with him in real life, right? His trapezius muscles, as my brother John John would say. 
And then in our main event, we had Roman Reigns defending the universal title, and he was fighting a person you all know and love. And his name is John Cena. That's right. So you had John Cena facing Roman Reigns. Uh, John Cena, of course, WWE playing up on the fact that he was just in Suicide Squad and Fast 9. So they did this whole Summer of Cena thing. And, you know, I always appreciate the star that John Cena is like he's still an entertaining dude. He does have the Hulk Hogan effect going, meaning in terms of actually wrestling, he's not that great. Um, but Roman is because Roman's amazing. Head of the table, acknowledge him, and it's still a really solid match. The last ten minutes were really, really intense, and you know, kept you wondering because there's always this little thing in the back of your head like. Would they let John Cena become the 17-time world champion? Um, and that's a big deal because 16 is the most. He's tied with Ric Flair, who many consider to be the greatest of all time. Though, I don't really like the seven, the 16 titles that Cena has because it's very suspect, if you will. Because it's during the time where there were like two different world champions in WWE, so you can bounce around and win them. It wasn't like when The Rock and Austin were first around and there's only one. It's like if Austin had the title, guess what? Rock, Undertaker, Triple H, like they weren't getting it, right? But now, if this was happening today, The Rock would be champion on one show, Austin would have it on the other show, and then that's how you build up the title reigns. Like I think Austin only has like six title reigns or seven, which is crazy to think about. Like Stone Cold Steve Austin has like seven, I think The Undertaker is only like a five or six time champion. The Rock's only got about that same amount. But Randy Orton is like a 14 time champion. Like it's it's insane when you think about it that way. But I digress. Still a really great week of wrestling. And it ended after he beat Cena with Brock Lesnar coming out. So Brock Lesnar came back. WWE and Vince just paid out the big bucks because... They saw what happened on Friday with CM Punk, and they're like, "We gotta get people talking about our show." I don't know if it fully worked, but it was still entertaining and good to see Brock and Becky back. Um, so, really good week of wrestling. NXT Takeover took place on Sunday. Um, Samoa Joe won the, the NXT Championship. It was, you know, just an awesome weekend of wrestling. And I couldn't talk about this if B James was here. So, I'm very very happy to say, guess what? We still talked about wrestling. Transitioning from that, let's move from the world of WWE to another character who in the comics and in the Sam Raimi movies got his start taking on Crusher Hogan in a steel cage. Oh, yeah! That's right. Spider-Man No Way Home's trailer finally dropped and actually before i even get into that hopefully you all realize or you probably already have recognized i'm playing a whole lot of new drops one benefit of the jigs not being here is that i can kind of experiment i found all kind of new sounds and boards that i really can't wait to play when they're back 
That's going to be really fun. But that being said, Spider-Man No Way Home, Sheesh Magish, was that a great trailer? Um, first of all, some dickhead, some people thought it was Scarlett Johansson, but it wasn't. Some dickhead went and tried to leak the trailer the night before um, with like the grainiest of I'm trying to watch porn and I'm eight years old and somehow the pay-per-view channels are coming in a little bit over our cable quality of video, right? So the No Way Home trailer is the fallout from Far From Home where Mysterio's crew has outed that Peter is Spider-Man and I can't, I will not be able to do it justice right now. I honestly encourage you to even pause this episode and go watch the trailer a few times. It's so dope. Um, we'll talk about, I will talk about this more with the guys um, later this week, but it looks like they're actually playing up the storyline from one moment in time. I know a lot of people, and you've probably seen it on YouTube and everything, have been shouting out, one more day, one more day. One more day is a storyline where after the events of Civil War, where Peter unmasked himself because Stark wanted to try to convince others to join the pro-registration side, uh, all of his villains started going for him, including Wilson Fisk, the Kingpin, who hired an assassin to take him out. The assassin missed, hit Aunt May. Peter tries to get everyone from heroes to villains to help save Aunt May's life, but everyone says that they can't, except for one character we've talked about before on the show, Mephisto, who agrees to save her life, but he wants their marriage, right? And that's a storyline that everyone, a lot, not everyone, a lot of people hate. Um, that seems to be getting addressed towards the end of Nick Spencer's run, which should be coming up in, at the end of the, another month or so. Um, so we'll touch more on One More Day and where we are today with Spider-Man comics on another episode. But the reason why I say that that's wrong is because Strange didn't change it and make where people forgot who he was during One More Day. That happened in one moment in time, which was a story arc that took place after One More Day and during the brand new day storyline. So the one moment in time is where Peter asked Doctor Strange to make so everybody in the world forgot that he was Spider-Man. And that's the reason why he did that even to begin with was because even though the marriage was dissolved by Mephisto, people still knew they were Spider-Man because that was not a part of the deal from Fisto. So Fisk now has hired the hitman again to attack him because now this is like a new timeline. But instead, he goes after Anna Watson, and then Mary Jane, because at that time they're just dating. Mary Jane gets hurt, and in order to fix her and save her, he tells Doctor Strange to make people forget. And, you know, 
Strange even talks to Stark and Reed Richards about it, and they think uh, it's, you know, that it's the right thing to do, right? That they're partly to blame for Peter exposing his identity, and they make so that nobody, including them, would remember that he's Spider-Man. So that's what happened in the comics. That's what it seems like this is playing up a little bit of. Peter's, you know, down about the fact that like Aunt May and Ned and MJ are kind of getting dragged into all this stuff after the Mysterio situation. So he goes to Strange, asks him to help remove, you know, his identity from everyone's memory. Wong tells him don't do it, <laughs> but then Wong leaves, presumably to go fight the Abomination in Shang Chi. Strange is arrogant enough to say. Yeah, I think I can still do it. He tries to do the spell. Peter keeps talking to him and trying to get him to alter the spell. And that fucks everything up. And like this big explosion happens. It looks like you kind of see part of like the space, the time and space void that we saw in Loki where the Citadel, where he who remains was at. And then it's just on from there. We see lightning stuff. Presumably for Electro. There was a blink and you miss it scene. It looks like the lizard from the Andrew Garfield uh, films was there coming after Peter. Could look like the lizard and had a lab coat on. We see a pumpkin bomb from like the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin from the first Sam Raimi Spider-Man movie, which is outrageous. And of course, the the money shot, if you will, was when you see the tentacles and you see full-blown Alfred Molina saying, hello, Peter, right there to him in plain sight. Um, so could they be setting up a Sinister Six? Possibly. Uh, I'm so excited for this movie. I think it's going to be great. Please go watch the trailer. Like I said, I couldn't do it justice. Um, it comes out around uh, Christmas time, December 17th. So I already know that over the next number of months, we will definitely touch on this movie, talk about some of the storylines and comics that might be inspiring it. You know, I definitely want to do an archives eventually on one more day and one moment in time, and then maybe have a little discussion about the Sinister Six. Um, so yeah, all really great stuff. Please go check it out. Um, as I said before, this was not going to be a long episode. I just wanted to make sure we had something dropped this Wednesday because we always drop for you all on Wednesdays. And, you know, we may start doing a little bit more uh, unique postings, right? We might start doing stuff on Fridays. You know, depending on how well this is perceived, maybe we'll start doing more in-the-moment podcasts where, like, if something big happens, we jump on it. And even if we just talk about it for, like, 15, 30 minutes, you know, just so you all can have our thoughts and you're not left in the dark waiting to figure out what the geeks are thinking about. But, man, wrestling, Spider-Man, even without my brothers, I'm a happy guy. But I know that I need them back. So, man, I hope you all really, you know, thank you all for listening as always. Hit us up again on Twitter at GeekingOTB, at GeekingOTB. Would you want there to be a Sinister Six? We still didn't even get confirmation or visual of the other Spider-Men, if you will, 
Tobey Maguire or Andrew Garfield, this movie's gonna be absolutely insane. Um, man, we thank you all for listening to us. We'll have another episode later this week, and we are out of here. Deuce.